0: Welcome to Discover Indie Film. I'm your host, Jeff Howard, and I've got Ty Clancy with me. Hey, Ty. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me here. It is great to have you here. All right. So we just had, we just recorded your interview podcast, and now we are doing your four questions podcast. Beautiful. So for those who don't know you, they should get to know you better and listen to the podcast before this one. Yes. But I will introduce you as the man who made... Thank you for staying, which was an official selection at the Sherman Oaks Film Festival in 2021. And as you know, you took home two awards. (laughs) You got Outstanding Short Film Horror and Outstanding Screenplay Horror. I'm flabbergasted. And that was from the Filmmakers Board, which I think I started to try to say in the last podcast is is an award decided by your peers, which... You know, as people go people love those grand jury awards, mm-hmm. like where the selection. But honestly, like a jury of your peers. Yeah, yeah, that saying means this was the best written horror movie of the year because they've been through it. They've been through it but, they, you know, to make their their own pieces. I really think it's it's it means. I think it means a lot. It's funny because I've met filmmakers who have said the one I like best is audience award because I want the audience to. But this is an audience of your peers. Exactly. So anyway. That is the story about Thank You for Staying, which you can now watch. It is on the Discover Indie Film TV series. If you go to Amazon Prime Video, hopefully on a large TV, open the Prime Video app, type in Discover Indie Film into the search field, it should auto-complete somewhere around FI, F-I-L, right? Mm Because thankfully not too many people, there's not a Discover Fishing show on there yet. (laughs) but that was improv I'm going to pat myself on the back with, for discover fishing <laughs> discover fig collecting discover financial awareness we oh, anyway, Okay, we go okay we go I, I should have stopped at fishing that's my fault <laughs> but so watch it type that in and then watch season 7 Ty's film thank you for staying is in episode 4 with 3 other wonderful uh, short horror films mm-hmm. it's it's the rare all horror episode normally normally I mix it up but that one they just all go together really well. I love it. So. I love it. Enjoy that. Please do. And this podcast, we're just going to have Ty answer the four questions, which are three favorite films, a film that's underrated, a film that's overrated, and a lesser known film for people to seek out. Just gives you an idea of his taste. And hey, if you agree with someone's taste, odds are you like their film, right? That's true. True. And if you disagree, then you want to see what the hell kind of film you made anyway. So <laughs> it's a win win.
1: Oh, I hope I get these right.
0: There are no wrong answers, there's only bad answers. Okay, good. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But I don't consider any bad answers. <laughs> so please, here, feel free. You want to start, uh, you want to name sure, your favorites? Sure, yes.
1: Okay, so my three favorite films. Um, there's two that are definite. All right, the Big Lebowski is uh, up there. I love the Coen Brothers and that film. I think just has everything going for it. The storyline you got to watch like ten times to understand what the hell's going on. I love the the characters are amazing. The actors are brilliant, and um, and and the filmmaking itself is just fun. It's just fun. You know the way they they lace in credence into the soundtrack. I just it's just. I think, an amazing... It's one of those that you just get sucked into watching anytime time it comes on. And the dream sequences? Dream sequences are amazing. They, they just throw art films in there. Absolutely. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. So that's, that's up there. Uh, the other one that is up there is uh, There Will Be Blood. I love Paul Thomas Anderson. And uh, that one in particular is, you know, from the Johnny Greenwood soundtrack to Daniel Day-Lewis just knocking it out of the park. Paul Dano trying to, you know keep up with him and he does uh amazingly and um you know i just that that film captivated me uh the first time i saw it and it just it just blew my mind
0: a film that there's not a word spoken in the first 25 minutes how about that and how much story is told how about that i think it's just that's
1: that's one just, of my that's i could an watch daniel day lewis's face as daniel Plainview for hours he was just magnetic magnetic amazing film now the third film i i am gonna go quick because uh, i'm gonna cheat because it's a tough it's just such a tough thing but it's probably somewhere in the kubrickish Spielbergium world you know whether it's uh, fear and loathing or et or uh, strange love you know it's somewhere in that somewhere in there I, I couldn't i couldn't pick a third without at least mentioning those those three filmmakers Right. Because they, 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 more than anyone, is, have inspired me. I mean, I love the Coen brothers. They obviously inspire me, and I love Paul Thomas Anderson. But those other ones, I think, you know, Spielberg, Kubrick, they, and Gilliam for, uh, to some point, but they, they said, give me a genre, I'll make it. And I'll make probably one of the best films of that genre. So how can you not put them in the best I'm just
0: going to look you in the eyes and say in my top 3 is Brazil.
1: Oh, yes. There because, you go. Mm-hmm.
0: Because Terry Gilliam oh my god, mm. the level of genius, he was probably too much for Hollywood. It was mm-hmm. amazing that mm-hmm. he managed to get mm-hmm. them to fund some movies in the first place. Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, amazing. So that takes me into the next question, which is the Under, most underrated, underrated. okay? Yeah. And I was again going to cheat by saying basically all of Gilliam's of is is underrated. I mean, I grew up on Baron Munchausen, right, which was a total flop. And, and, but I loved it when I was a kid. Time Bandits, you know, then I graduated into like Fear and Loathing was just my college days. And it was just, it was, it just spoke to me, you know? And then 12 monkeys, I, I recently watched uh, again and I watched all the, I devoured every behind the scenes I could find on 12 monkeys. And it was just so fascinating because that was one of the only ones he had. He never really wrote, you know, he He just came up bored and, and just knocked it out of the park. So I'm going to say Gilliam is a filmmaker is underrated because like you said, Hollywood couldn't, couldn't handle it. You know, he was too weird and too out there. And I just think that when you look at his films, it is, you know, he's, he's Tim Burton-esque. Like, Tim Burton creates this world that you, you look at and you're like, that's Tim Burton. You know, you look at Terry Gilliam's world and you're like, wow, that's definitely, you know. And just if you've ever seen um, Lost in La Mancha. <laughs> it's just you know it's so heartbreaking but it's but he he you know he str- struggles through it with such grace and and pomp <laughs> i try to avoid talking about myself but i'm with the fuck mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm.
0: friendly so go for it one of my great regrets in life is i was at the telluride film festival one year and um uh, my First wife, no, mm. my ex now ex-wife mm-hmm. and I were riding down an elevator and it went down a floor and then the doors open and Terry Gilliam oh, gets wow. on yeah. and I didn't say anything oh. and cause I was like, you grew up in LA and you're like, you're not supposed to sure. bother uh-huh. people. But how often does Terry Gilliam get told, I think you're the greatest filmmaker alive. Uh-huh. You are my guy, mm-hmm. Brazil, everything like, like I just should have said something like, you I know, think you're a genius. Yeah. Cause how you often to? does he hear it? You?
1: you got to. I mean, they may hear it a lot, but no one doesn't like to hear it. Yeah, but how many people know what he looks like? Probably not many. Probably not <laughs> you many. You do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. Only people who he really cares what they think, I yeah. think, is the people who know him as a filmmaker. Yeah. You know? So I, I'm um, so mad at him. I, I had, a had a time machine. Story, I had a story like that with, with Christopher Nolan, uh, except I did go up, and, and I, I just said, basically, thank you for making the films you did, cause I, I love his films, too. He's got to be up there, but he's still going, baby. He's still rocking it. He's still going, although he almost seems like
0: conscious of, of following in Kubrick's steps. Yes, absolutely. Of, of going genre to genre, genre. Like genre. He hasn't done a
1: comedy yet, has he? Like that's that was thing, Kubrick's thing that he, you know, he made the funniest film God ever damn. made. Damn, *Strange Love* is so funny, and so is um, I mean, And
0: Eyes Wide Shut*. I, I can't stop laughing.
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Um, okay, so yeah, so that that would be my answer to to that question. Well, that's and, an excellent answer. Yeah. It's the the Gilliam, uh, mm-hmm. of, of filmography. Yes. <clears throat> um, third question. Uh, I, I don't want to spend too much time on it because I don't like harping on people. But but and this is mainly because it came on the heels of "There Will Be Blood," but "The Master" by Paul Thomas Anderson was. Difficult to get through. I think, you know, maybe I got to see it more times, but I, the acting is impeccable, right? Philip Seymour Hoffman, incredible. Joaquin Phoenix, incredible. The storyline, I just was like, oh, I get it that you're trying to, you know, knock this re- repetition into me, but it was just grating and irritating.
0: I wonder if I would enjoy it more now that I've seen all the Dianetics, uh, all, all the all the right. Scientology yeah. documentaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now I have more knowledge of what he was exposing, really. Right. Like yeah. like it's it is critical it of was it. Of absolutely, absolutely. Um and I, when the first time I saw it. It was kind of lost on me, the Hubbard connection. Okay, yeah.
1: I think I knew that going in, that there was this like, sort of Like, I knew it was, but I didn't know... Like, I didn't know how awful I Hubbard th- I, was. I just... My expectations were just through the roof. And yeah, that's How could they not be? That's yeah. my problem, is that it came after There Will Be Blood, and I was just riding this huge crest of Paul Thomas Anderson, Anderson can do no wrong. You know, Boogie Nights is another one up there. I'm it's with just you. so amazing. I, I, everything he did. So, yeah. Unfortunately, the master <clears throat> is my... Overrated movie. Fair
0: enough. And you're not saying it's a bad film. It's not you're a bad just film. Saying- I'm
1: just saying it did not speak to me. Yeah, uh, I love watching scenes from it. Like the scene of both of them in the jail is amazing. You know, I I, I love take, seeing it in <laughs> bite size elements. But to watch the whole thing again would be like. You know, I feel like the scene in Clockwork Orange where he's just got you know his eyes. You know, I, I, yeah, yeah, I think for I sure, would, I would have a problem for sure. Another Kubu callback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't help it.
0: No, I'm with you. I, in fact, w- sometimes my overrated is a film I love because overrated can be a film you love, but the one I nail is I love the Coen Brothers, and I wish that uh, No Country for Old Men mm. had not defeated There Will Be Blood for Best Picture. Okay. Very because hip. that is not the best Coen Brothers movie I agree and, and it's not better than There Will Be Blood And so why did it get best picture above There Will Be Blood So I'm it, like that's an amazing film
1: That is overrated Yes I, I actually Don't disagree with you on that I, I actually So both those movies were out On my birthday my birthday is actually yesterday, but <laughs> <Happy birthday. laughs> thank you. And, uh, and so they came out on my, or they didn't come out on my birthday, but they're both out. And what I wanted for my birthday was to see a double feature of there'll be blood and no country for old men. And I watched there'll be blood first and that doomed no country for old men. You know, I didn't, I don't think I understood that no country for old men had no score, right? Had no score. And after listening to Johnny Greenwood just take you on this aural journey with There Will Be Blood, I felt it fell flat. And it's the only time I've ever really done a double feature in the same, you know, the same day. And, and yeah, I had the same experience with Another Country. I mean, once again, performances are great, you know. (laughs) They're just, you know, some of those characters are the best ever created. But... As a whole, should it have beaten "There Will Be Blood"? No. Call me Academy. We we need to talk about this. No, it didn't. Yeah, and yeah. it's a great film.
0: It's a great film. It's just it just wasn't better. It's not better, and, and for that reason, overrated is not an insult. That's all I'm trying to share. It's just overrated. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay, my fourth the fourth question is the uh, uh, what is it? Rare film. Yeah, that lesser known lesser known to, film to that people out. should seek out is a film called Thunder Road with uh Jim Cummings. Jim Cummings wrote, directed and acted in this film and it is a great a great story of a short film that was then made into a feature film. But literally the short film is the first scene of like he thought ahead. This movie has incredible single takes. They're not cinematically complex oners or anything like that. They're just incredible performances in a single take. And his character, um, I think at the very beginning, the first scene, he's, he's doing a eulogy for his dead mother at, at the funeral. And that scene alone, that was the short film. Okay. So when you watch the film, you realize that that opening scene was what he used to, you know, catapult this thing into, into the future. So just watching that is, is I think fun, but then watching what he did with it and how he, oh, how, where he took that character in that film, it's, um, really something it's, it's a tour de force performance by him. And I can't believe it. he has done a couple movies since then. Unfortunately, I, I, I haven't seen them, so I don't know whether he kept it up, but that film alone should have gotten him all the work in the world as an actor and as a director and a writer. I mean, it was so brilliant. I think what he was able to put together with that. All so right. Thunder Road. Nice one. I haven't seen it. So yeah. intriguing. It yeah.
0: <laughs> and it reminds me of uh just because the short into a feature thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's the bottle rocket story, right? Bottle rocket. Yes by the way, I still think that when I every time I see bottle rocket, I'm like it just sort of stayed a short. Because like, I love that opening, <laughs> the opening so sequence great. of breaking your brother out of the mental hospital so when he's free to go. When he's free to That's go. That's the great... And then the rest then of it stealing, is just kind of spinning the wheels.
1: I mean, stealing from your parents was pretty great, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I did like that. I, I, there's a lot of great things to like there's in a lot of of things, Rocket. but Rocket. it's a cult classic. I, I love
0: the idea that... And hey, yeah, I, every film he made since then has been brilliant. I'm, yeah, I'm, he's I'm another one on the top fan. of the
1: list. Um, you know... I uh, I think the only reason he doesn't get in the top is that I just feel like his aesthetic is more or less similar. You know, like, um, it's always kind of quirky. It's always kind of um, uh, like a diorama. Yeah, he literally you doesn't know? even it's, try to change it. It's beautiful, and it's his. And when you look at it, you say, that is a Wes Anderson movie. But I think if you look at Kubrick, Spielberg, like, they can... Go off and and almost like uh, Meryl Streep go lose themselves in a, in another genre, you know, and like she can just melt into a role, and and I think that those those other film have that capability of just sort of melting into whatever genre they're they're doing. Absolutely, excellent. Yeah, yeah we made it through pretty quick because we, we agreed too much. We did. we did, we did, we did. We have nothing to, to debate on. What are your favorite films? Have you, well, have you shared them? To, oh, you're not supposed to. Well, you know, well, I've funny. already said it, so you can yeah. tell me now.
0: Well, I, I can tell you some. Uh, the funny thing is, if, if someone was a true hardcore Discovery Indie Film podcast fan, they now. we went from episode 99 to 101. <laughs> now we're in the 300s. But somewhere around 70, a filmmaker said, for the 100th episode, I want to interview you and have oh. you answer these okay. questions. Okay. And that happened? And no, oh. never happened. He, he lives in France and, oh. and we keep, we're supposed to do it by, we did it by Skype back then, mm-hmm. now Zoom exists. And every once in a while we joke about how we still have to do it. So that, in theory, I was supposed to do it for that. But since you asked, my pat answer is Brazil, mm-hmm. Strange Love and the Graduate. Okay, very nice. Um, very nice. For me, it's often two thousand one and Strange Love battling. Yes, I was. And I then, was on the fence. Then, yeah, because which one? And sometimes I'm like, you know, deep down, they're both perfect, but Strange Love makes me so happy. It does. And and the question is favorite, not best made. Yes.
1: In mm-hmm. favorite, then there like, will strange be blood. Wants to be on there. Yeah. yeah. And you know
0: what? Uh, Children of Men wants to oh, be
1: in there. Oh God.
0: Is I that think that own film
1: was yeah our own Birdman also I mean I know that's in your YouTube, but like still it's just those films are so good I mean uh, it Children just of Men though me.
0: was something it, it's a level it's a level that like like uh, you know I love Roma but yeah. like it's not as...
1: No. No, but, no, no no
0: no no but it's not fair to hold
1: someone to Absolutely. their highest I mean, you know it's well I don't need to get into <laughs> the Fablemans but like it's 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 a bit like. When you're telling your own story, like I think Quaron was doing with um, with Roma, with yeah. Roma, it, it, I think that I don't know so, some of the. Well, I don't need to get into it. I'm just totally making for things sure, up for right sure. now.
0: <laughs> no, and the funny thing is, it's been a long time since I've seen any of those because that's actually my top three, almost college era. Mm. Right. Like when yes. you're a young inside a person and you're watching tons and tons of stuff. Yes. So that's why, like, it's so hard for me. Like, what do you do? Once, once you're in your fifties, like, how do you narrow it down to three? I
1: know it's very, <laughs> it was very difficult. That's why my third answer had to be a combination. A you, you, threw in, of... you threw in three extra <laughs> filmmakers. I <did>. That's true. <laughs> I knew if I did it fast, you'd, you'd not stop me.
0: Although, oh, there was a film I wanted to
1: throw in there. Oh yeah. What? Whale Rider whale rider is that uh okay yeah that's the uh, new zealand one that was very very good that girl was so good did she she, was did she win best actor she was nominated no, I think she though. was nominated she
0: was so good and and i kind of want to put that in the top 3 because that's the film it doesn't just make me cry i mm-hmm. i'm still crying when the credits end and i'm crying because it's beautiful and not because it's sad yes exactly and and, mm-hmm. and as a repressed uh white, cisgendered American mm-hmm. male, mm-hmm. I can't express my feelings unless a course. movie course. makes me of course. Yeah, yeah. feel That's something. That's why we need the movies. So, so yeah. To and uh, squeeze and, these feelings And then of to us. be, I, I hate to sound like a, a virtual signaler, but uh, Whale Rider was directed by a woman. Yeah. And she, so I kind of want a mm-hmm. woman on the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh-huh. Uh, which is kind of like treating women like they're different which is kind of wrong too but it's also a perfect film sure it it really is it really is um, and now you've got me thinking about the fact that how do i get uh i gotta get taika waititi on there too i know yeah taika waititi's so good he's fun so for the wilder people and jojo rabbit are flawless so good uh Jojo Rabbit, again, I, I could cry thinking about the ending, oh, where they're dancing, man. to to Bowie
1: singing yeah Heroes in Heroes German. Heroes in German, yeah. Oh, that was a beautiful movie. I mean, Tarantino is also, you know... I he's think amazing. He, he's amazing. It's, it's tough to it's tough to choose. Um, uh, you ever seen Once Were Warriors? yes okay that, that, that's I, when you talk about, about the maori about, yeah. that was yeah it is new zealand right and just made me think of that that there's that, another movie that sticks it sticks in my memory as having been an incredibly emotional piece with just incredible acting
0: you know? i know what's up with new zealand how come uh, this relatively small country they're churning them out
1: how does amazing creative people. films
0: not to mention that 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 Tolkien trilogy thing. I oh mean, yeah, that thing. They kind of
1: deserve credit for that. But yeah. I mean,
0: so many great things are coming out of New Zealand. You know,
1: they they just have. I think they have a really good film program, like a government film program, film fund program that they. But something like, I wish we uh, had here better. You know, like, you know uh, Reese Darby, who's in half of Taika Waititi stuff. He's
0: is he the funniest human? He's the being sweetest on
1: Earth? man too. I got to work with him on Wrecked. He was on Wrecked, the TBS show. So funny! I got to. We were doing some stuff that was just total improv, and he was just such a sweetheart and so f- oh, so funny. I cannot get he enough is, of he's, him. He's a, he's a favorite if, for sure. If,
0: if he was in the, you know, let's say I despised a certain whatever, mm-hmm. I could uh let's just say I'm I'm not going to go see Top Gun, Okay. Maverick. Yep. Uh-huh. Just cause, not for me. They didn't make it for me. They made it for. They don't need me. Right. They, they're going to get their billion. Got it. Yep. 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 But if Reese Darby was in it, I would suffer through it.
1: <laughs> you know, because I'd yes, want to see him in that. You want to see him in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I'd watch him. I'd watch him. If he put up a YouTube video of him going to the bathroom, I'd watch him. You know? but <laughs> yeah. But waste up. It would be good. Yes. Waste yeah. I'm not saying he'd I want to invade his privacy. I'm just saying <laughs> I should have said if he was reading the phone book on right. YouTube. There you go. There you go. Because he would make reading the phone book oh, He'd kill it. so entertaining. He'd kill it. Uh, he would kill it. He was so good in that. Our flag means death. But I I'll haven't stop. seen that yet. I gotta see it. Oh yeah, you got gotta it. see it. That's a big commitment. So you don't have time. It's a five month old.
1: Five you month know, old. It's taking all my time to watch all these movies. Yeah, you can. You can. Uh, you know. I know. When, I do. I do. I, when, there's there's the three a.m. feedings. I sit and post up in front of the TV and I watch the stuff that I haven't been able to watch. You know, I got Severance out of the way of doing that. That was that was a great great show. Uh, you know, seen a lot of screeners and that, that it's nice. Yeah, Actually, I no, that's what, do.
0: by the way, I just, not that uh, I'm going to commend you for being the kind of dad who does a 3am feeding because oh, yeah. I know some women who, <laughs> who, uh, whose husband said something to them along the lines of, well, some, one of us should sleep mm-hmm. and you're the milk machine. So why don't you take care of all this stuff? And I was yeah. like. Wow, what kind of guy does
1: that? That's that's brutal. No, you got to step up. Got to step up, guys. Um, Yeah, I'm also a night owl, so I can't I can't take all the credit for being uh, you know handling the nighttime stuff. But um, it's it's lately kind of when I'm only able to get the work done is at night, and so I stay up and then handle the midnight feeding, and then. You know, sleep in what till eight p.m. eight eight a.m. It's it's not much sleeping really, <laughs> not a lot <laughs> of sleep.
0: You definitely need. Well, you have my sympathy, but hey, the good news is, uh, you know, you're only fifteen years away from yes. from that kid knowing everything and thinking you're the dumbest exactly. person alive. Yeah. really looking should, forward to that. Although our fifteen year old, she doesn't think we're dumb.
1: She <laughs> she she. she she, kinda, she just thinks she knows everything. Of course. Of course. There's something in, in the adolescent uh, teenage brain that just it, it just turns the confidence level up to 11. And I love it. I think mm-hmm. it's so cool. I, <laughs> I can't wait. That's the problem is, is
0: when, when, when her mom's really angry at her, I just want to go, it's good. It's good. She's, <laughs> it's good. She's, she has to do this. Exactly. She has exactly. to. As long as the grades are up. That's what I always say. There you go. The there you are go. good. If the grades are good, I'll I'll go to the mat for you. You want to sleep over your friends two nights in a row? Smart. Just don't lose one of those
1: A's. Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, this is this has definitely gotten away yes. from us, uh, yes. but it's fun. It I'm is. Sure, it has been fun. God forbid anyone ever contacts me. and goes, you know what? The best part of that podcast was when you just talked about parenting. <laughs> <laughs> parenting. I'd be like, so you was want me to a do parenting? a parenting God. podcast? You want to <laughs> Happy to do it. Yes. Happy to do it. Parenting and filmmaking. The worst thing is that, uh, yeah, yeah, podcasting is fun and, and completely uh, there's absolutely, you know, there's less profit in this than making shorts and like shorts.
1: Yeah. Well, this has been fun. Thank you for, uh, thank you for having me. And it's, uh, you're, you're a very easy person to talk to. So thank you. I appreciate that.
0: All right, well, I'll I'll get us out of here. Uh, For those of you who, the man with excellent taste because he said I'm a nice guy is Ty Clancy. And you can, hey, if you go to at Ty Clancy on the social media or tyclancy.com or victorhousefilms.com. See, I did type him in there. There's a typo in Victor House. It's okay. But I will fix that before I put it in the show notes. Fantastic. I'll even check the link. (laughs) <laughs> who knows But those will all be Clickable links So you can learn more About Ty Because you obviously Just heard his list So you know he has A good taste There we go So then you gotta Watch his work Alright Please do Please do And you can do that If you go to Amazon Prime Video Yes And type in Discover Indie Film In the search field And just enjoy There's seven seasons Who knows By the time you're Listen to this There could be Season eight Could come out yeah. Guess what This is something Secret about uh, I'm gonna share A season eight Secret with Ty Okay All dance films Oh, wow. I I was invited to be a guest uh, programmer for a a dance film festival in the UK. And I said to the head programmer, I said, you know, these are so good. Do you want to take over for me? And so I'm handing her season eight, and she's choosing the films from the dance film festival, the award winners, and the honorable mentions. Wow. Because I cannot get enough of watching. Professional dance Uh shot by a talented filmmaker. Mm -hmm. I just dance films are little-known fact.
1: One of my jobs back in the day was I I used to film youth dance competitions and then sell the parents DVDs of their kids, you know, numbers. Excellent. Except it wasn't the they were not uh, artistic dance. It was just you know shooting the stage. Yeah. But I have skin in that game. And I appreciate that uh, the whole and season is dedicated you know the, the skill that.
0: that goes into it. And you probably oh, yeah. could say to yourself, if I made a dance film, because mm-hmm. yeah, there's just some amazing, amazing work. I just, can't wait to see it. Such cool can't wait shit. can to see it. And some of it's so abstract, and then some of it's
1: so realistic. It's just really cool. Beautiful. Cool I'll look forward shit. to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully I'll be back next, uh, you know, next in the years coming with, uh, with the short I just shot. So hopefully we'll be able to do this again. That'll be excellent. Alright, so I will name the
0: rest of the things I'm supposed to name. Okay, so I named discoveryindiefilm.com and did I say at D.I.F. wins? Maybe I didn't. I think I just named your stuff. So that's how you learn about this podcast. Please like, subscribe, review, blah, blah, blah. Go on Prime Video buy Season 7 and then actually give it a 5-star review. I don't care if you hate it. Give it a 5-star review. (laughs) And whatever. uh, Film festivals. I met Ty because his film Thank you for staying. We're at the Sherman Oaks Film Festival. We hold it every November. ShermanOaksFF.com. At Sherman Oaks FF on social media. Sister Festival, Film Invasion Los Angeles. I'll enunciate that better because someone once said, did you say evasion? I'm like, no, we're not evading Invasion. Yeah. FilminvasionLA.com. At FilminvasionLA on social media. And yeah, I'll mention the last thing, which is... Uh, for fun, if you are res- if you can use marijuana responsibly, <laughs> you should go to hi H-I-T-V. If you don't know how to spell watch, you must be really high. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> editor's note, every time I say High TV, I should have actually said TV High. The service has been rebranded. It is called TV High, as in watchtvhigh.com, T-V-H-I. And you can learn more about it on social media if you go to at Watch TV high. And that's always TVHI. Back to the podcast. Uh, go to WatchHighTV.com. It's a smart TV app where everything is curated to be one. They're all amazingly wonderful films that are even better if you watch them while you're high. But they are good when you're not high. Hey, I can't wait to check them out. There, there's some good shit on there. Nice. All right. Time. Thank, thank you so- very much. Thank you, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Goodbye, everybody.